you're happy in the morning, but now you're feeling blue. Come on and set your arse down and have yourself a brew. You walked here from Killarney, and now you know it's true. You'll suck the cock of an Irishman before the night is through. <laughs> Oh my goodness, my goodness, people. Hello, this is episode 112 of the Cocktail Hour coming to you from the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And it is June 18th, 2022. And there are three fathers here because tomorrow's Father's Day. Here we are, three fathers. And intentional. How you doing, gents? How you doing? Very good. good. And by yeah. the way, I am an intentional father. I am not like Herschel Walker, you know, not knowing how many kids I've had, you oh. know. <laughs> oh, he knows, you know. He just doesn't want to say until he gets in trouble. I mean, I I should say that as far as I know, I mean, there might be some little little dandies running around that hasn't been brought to light because that's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but anyway, and if there were, I would be I would be proud to say, what can I do to help? I'm, I'm sorry I wasn't there. What can you do to help? I'd like to move in with you. I'm 37 years old. I'm unemployed and I'm a, I'm a big fan of the ex-president. Can I stay with you, dad? Absolutely. Oh, right. Wow. All right. Good uh, God, Matt. Good God. You're a hell of a dad. No, Happy I would No, I would say, I would say, I don't think that would be a good idea, but I do have two friends that have separate housings on their property and I'd ask yeah. them if they could live with you. That's right. Okay. <laughs> Come on, little Danny. You can you put know, your uh, tent you in the backyard here. Exactly. <laughs> Here's my skunks. friend John. He's got a little place out back. Oh, here's my friend Kelly. He's got a little place back here. There yeah. you go. And, I will and, see you once a week. And Danny's kid is welcome to stay with me as long as they know how to trim an oak for free. <laughs> uh, Father's oh, Day. Oh, my goodness. So, so this is so funny. Here we are. Here we are, the three of us. And as we are recording this, our wives are together having brunch and i'll bet if we could if we could do a little movie that cut to their conversations they're talking about oh yes this and this how much sex are you guys having oh yeah, yeah. and cut back to us and we're like don't you hate it when you get a wet fart don't you just hate it <laughs> the the level <laughs> the level of depth in our conversation is right yeah very different or yeah. we're, we're, we're like no that's 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 a that's an old carburetor that's the the washington <laughs> b carburetor you, you got to turn the number two screw to adjust the mix <laughs> Not the one. I don't. I don't think we've had a, a conversation at that depth yet. No, <laughs> never will. I was gonna. I was gonna tell you guys about this cup that I that I found in Florida. Oh, do tell. Okay, oh. so here's here's the difference. Is it a Father's Day present? Because I keep no, it in no, no. theme. This is, it in no, the this theme. is this is really interesting. So I've got this uh, the silver cup in my hand. It looks just like a solo cup, but it's all silver, and it's made by the ball aluminum cup company you know those ball jars and things like that yeah so it's an aluminum canning jars yeah. disposable cup we went to a we went to a restaurant in uh, in florida and they had these cups and i'm like crap this is a recyclable aluminum throwaway cup you know so i kept it in my suitcase i brought it home and so i have a i have an aluminum cup you're going to start seeing those at places in california but you saw it here first aluminum cup that's and that's our show for today. Thank you, everybody. That's thank the you. No, but John, let the me name ask of this you, episode is, is sedative. Is that cup? <laughs> is that cup that you're showing me? Is it as flexible as a beer can? Empty beer can? Oh, way more flexible. I mean, it's just no. As it, in, can, if you can, you could you destroy it with one squeeze with your hand? Oh yeah, easy. I can't tell. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I don't want to to crimp it, so I'm not. Tap it next to the mic. Tap it. How come I don't hear it? Yeah, that's really, that's that's number four stainless. Yeah, yeah. There, it's uh, <laughs> it's really it's really thin. It's really lightweight. It's fully recyclable, and yeah, you could just you could just crush it or stomp it or whatever. But it's um, it's really cool. If I had something as cool as that, I don't think I'd want to recycle it. I'd want to keep it. Yeah, well, I mean, this was a this is one of those restaurants where you sit outside and you know, kind of in the dirt and the heat, waiting for your uh, waitress to bring your uh, you know, kind of yeah, open yeah. face grouper sandwich with an extra side of fries. So yeah, they just leave these behind, you know, and so the restaurant throws them in a thing and somebody recycles them and they make more. It's good. I idea. Make it, making the world that. a better place, one beer at a time. Well, then one you take beer. It. <laughs> That's a T-shirt. Somebody, a big drinker, should have. Right. Yeah. Saving the world one beer at a time yeah, or, or saving the world beer by beer. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to write the ball aluminum cup company and say, I got a slogan for you. Mm-hmm. Make it. That is actually a great idea. Yeah. 
And 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 they can uh, if they want to sponsor us. There it is. There you go. You know, we should so we, threaten people that you are our unwilling sponsor. And we could just say sponsored by the Ball Aluminum Cup Company. And then they would just pay us money to get their name off the podcast. And I want to know why a, Florida. A really, a really nonsensical sponsor. Like I figure, like the three of us, right? Three assholes with a podcast. We should our sponsor is like crystals, some company that makes crystals. <laughs> and it's not us. the meth, not the meth company. No, no. You mean like healing crystals? Yes. Oh yeah. Energy crystals. Uh Gwyneth Paltrow's uh goop egg. Sponsors Ooh, the sponsors the podcast. I don't know if that's did she actually make a candle that smells like a snapper? Her own. She did, didn't she? Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. She did not. She did. And why don't I have one? <laughs> well, tomorrow is Father's Day. Wait. Oh yes. You know, oh I got a I got a day. You know, let me get that put on that on the list. I need a new American flag. My own one has hole, and I need that that candle that smells like a snapper. That's it. that's on my Father's Day list. <laughs> It'd be so. Wouldn't it be funny to have that? And you you got the candle burning in your house, and then company comes over, and everybody just has this look on their face like. Somebody got their fuck on in this room. Come on now. <laughs> and then for Mother's Day, I've got the home kit to make your own candle smell like your junk, right? <laughs> Give that to the missus, right? <laughs> yeah. So they have it. The goop has a candle and it's um it costs 75 bucks for a candle. And it's well, that's just, worth it though. You think and about it called in the name of it is this smells like my vagina candle. Are you joking? No, I'm I'm serious. I'm reading it on the thing right now. Well, Danny, have, the one that the, the it, one that you're gonna make, the, 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 the smells like what, 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 what could that be called? Like what, serene scrote or something? What, what, you gotta have. It's gotta be, have some nice, gentle, smelly sound. You know. Uh, yeah. This says with a funny, gorgeous, sexy, and beautifully unexpected scent. This candle is made with geranium, citrusy, bergamot, and cedar. Absolutely juxtaposed <laughs> with damask rose and ambrette seed to put us in mind of fantasy seduction and a sophisticated warmth so there you go 75 i gotta bucks. get that because i've been i don't know if i've smelled too many vaginas that had that uh, geranium C- kind of cedar thing. that's the cedar mm-hmm. <laughs> where, where, where in the hell is <laughs> she's a very woodsy woman <laughs> she's, she's got earthy. this un- She's got this untreated bench in the sauna room that she spends a lot of time on. Coniferous seaward. Listen, yeah. I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say, you know, you can buy these candles, but they also have a variety of packs. How did right? we so get you- Father's Day to Gwyneth Paltrow's candle? Because I need gift ideas. The family's been asking, what do you want for Father's Day? I can't. Come. I mean, I, you know, I got 40 million drill bits. I don't need that. I need hey, a kids. Can you band- get an overnight uh, goop candle delivery to me? <laughs> but I want the variety pack. I want different. I want the six, you know, different scents. You know, you mm. got. Well, the thing is, this, this candle <laughs> comes female in female athlete. And it comes got- in a big, it comes in a big, like a black candle holder thing, like a, like a little can. And giant printed on the the candle is this smells like my vagina, and you just have that on your coffee table. So when people come over, you know, and you got the candle burning, they're like, "Oh, this is unusual," and they look at the candle and they're like, "What? The, where the hell am I?" <laughs> and they say to your wife, "Is this your candle?" And, she's and we light it now, oh, Danny. Or you have it in your office when 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 you know business people come and you have to talk to them. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. Business people. Uh, so wait, what were we talking about just father's before we, day. we started? That was that was going to be our Father's Day topic. Oh, yeah. Like rating we yourself were talking as a about what, how, Oh, yeah. Rating ourselves as fathers. I, I, I hesitate to do that. But. All right. So we were talking about fatherhood and, and parents and that kind of thing. And uh, we've got a friend of ours that's. Uh, you know, kind of dealing with some stuff with some challenges, parental challenges. Yeah. Especially if you, if you're, you know, if you get a divorce or, or you, whatever, I mean, it, I I just want to know, you know, how I would, how my children would judge me as a father, if I was no longer in their life 
on a daily basis. Like, you know, say my wife and I get a divorce, right? And not a death, because that's a whole different kind of thing, you know. But yeah, death, you get a you get a free pass. But let me ask you this: your children are pretty damn old, and you're kind of, you know, one of them's moved away. You're not in her da- life daily, other than maybe on the phone or uh, oh, yeah. FaceTime or something like that. And the other one wants to move out now, any minute, right? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, is it is it really in in their life or is it the change of situation or maybe maybe focus on somebody else not them that's the issue right you get a new you get a new wife and new spouse yeah yeah you're going to the islands and you know taking a cruise buying a boat you know all those kind of things and they're like hey man you didn't do that that when we were around yes that that's it well first of all you know then obviously the money and you know, what's mine and all that. And, you know, that gets to be, a that's one issue. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that is necessarily, I mean, that, you know, families break up and friends break up over money all the time. That's that, that's one aspect of it. But I'm saying if, you know, if my kids didn't like some of my choices, why, and they judge me and say, well, I don't like that. I'm not going to be around you. Or, you know, that's not, you know, you've got this new person in your life and we, we don't want to accept them. Right? Well, fuck them. You're out of, they're out of the will then. Bang. Done. Yeah, but it's not about the will. Let's say, let's say they're, you know, well, let's say they've made a bunch of money in there and they don't care about the money or do they? I mean, everybody cares about the money. But my question is, is that what, at what point do you say to them, what, you don't get to judge my choices of, of partner now, right? Or yeah, how, I, how have I been to you? What have I, have, have I been a good father? Have I been a good provider? Did I create a, a, a pretty harmonious, you know, family life? You know, was I present? Did I go to the ball games? Did I, did I help you with your homework? Did we go on family vacations? Did we, you know, did you, are you able to come to me with a problem going, Hey dad, I don't know what about do about this, whether it's a small problem or it's like, you know, daddy dumped me or, you know, or, you know, or whatever. So, how, so how, how did you do with all that? How do I, how did how, I do Yeah. It? Like if we, if we, if That's we pulled we're talking your, about here. Yeah, if we pulled your children and said, all right, this guy, how, how did he do, you know, did he, did he participate in your, you know, was he a good spectator at your sporting events? Did he help mm-hmm. you with your homework? Did he give you wise counsel? Was he patient? Did he whip you enough? You know, what was the, that's the tricky question because you know we were talking about this earlier is that yeah we would all probably say well i think i did a pretty good job you know and they may come up with something and say well yeah you did all that but you know you didn't you know you didn't have enough patience with me on certain things or you know you know you spent a little too much time at the office or you know you know you didn't want to do anything as a family or whatever i don't know you know and that's those are just complaints that's not that's not really a well it's a valid complaint to them if they look at your parenting kids what the hell do they know i'll I'll tell you what kind of dad i was kids i was fantastic yeah you know and then also going back to this how the how we are being fathers was influenced about how our fathers you know or certainly you guys i was not really i didn't have a father you know, I was mainly, you know, stepfather and uncles were, were the male figures in my life. But, mm-hmm. well, that, so, that, and that probably influenced what, oh, you of were, course it does. Yeah. You know, what so, I wonder is, how, oh, sorry, Danny. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to really? say, really? Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, what everybody has their own set of criteria of what they think, one, that we should have, we should do or have done as fathers. And then also, Everybody, you know, now you have adult children that go and their perspective is different. We didn't see it from them. We thought we did a good job or certainly we made a, a very, very strong attempt or a good attempt to, to do the right thing. So I'm, I'm curious to know how my kids would judge me as a father, given the circumstances that if my life was changed with my relationship with my wife, then their mother. That's one I don't, part. I don't think it's possible to get an honest grade. From them? Like, yeah, from your kids. I don't think so. Hmm. But what if your kids didn't like your wife? Oh, man, she was a monster. You escaped that, Dad. Good job. <laughs> ah, that's an interesting concept. No, no. That's she was good. always telling us what to do, and you were so cool. And, you know, yeah. Now you got a, you got a lake house and a ski boat and that kind of stuff. This is awesome. 
Or they were saying, you know, we love mom, but I, you know, we didn't see what you're saying. Right. Or we want, you know, we want you to be happy, but we want you to be happy on our terms. That's the other thing is like, well, you don't get to make that decision, you know? And I, 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 I always think about that with, you know, try to separate the difference between mm -hmm. how I am with your, your mother. Right. Yeah. And how I am with you. Why is it all tied in? Unless you were an abusive, you know, relationship and you, you were not kind to your mom. Right. Or right. you are not, you know, and, and, and they may have a perspective of that. And, you know, my kids could very well say, you know, dad, you weren't really nice to mom. A lot of times you were impatient or you, you know, you were short or whatever, or, you know, mm -hmm. you didn't do your fair share or whatever it could be. I don't know. And I just wonder about that, you know, sitting there going, wow. You know, um, it's so funny. I read something and go, as we get older, <laughs> the song cats in the cradle, right? Nope, I hate that fucking song. I know, but as we get older, it has much more impact, you know, because, you know, you sit there and going, oh, yeah, I guess I was too busy at the office or I guess I was, you know, I didn't play ball enough or whatever. And now my kids are like, well, they never come around or they, you know, they're, they're not interested in me or whatever, you know, they're on, they've moved on, you know? Mm. Yeah. It's a song about generational trauma. Yeah. Yeah. How much think do you think, boy? Oh, go ahead. How much do you think um, the way you were parented carries over to the way you will parent? And, and, and if so, is it conscious or is it subconscious? <laughs> I know it's a I little think, early for questions. Yeah, like no, that. no. So you know what I think? I think you, you do probably a mix of two things. You say, okay, my parents did this. And I feel like that was horrible. So I'm never going to do that. And then you have things like, well, of course, this is what we do. You know, you're not going to go out of the house dressed like that young lady, you know, rather than body positivity. I mean, yeah. You just go out and go out in a bikini top and a, and micro shorts to school. What could possibly go wrong? Right. You know, I think I mean something more, more obtuse is I think what I mean is for instance, like, this goes off the fatherhood thing a bit, but let's, let's say you, you were shitty to your spouse all, you know, the whole time your kids were growing up. Mm -hmm. Do you think like, are they always like, I always hear, um, well, that's what the kid learned. Look at, look at his parents. And I, I, I've always wondered how true that is. Like how much your children actually take to heart and saw, well, this, I remember my dad beating my mom or that no, that's, I don't yeah, mean but I guess, extreme. but yeah, I think that, I think either oh, you, that's... either you take it on or you do the opposite. Yeah. Right. You know? So, yeah. I don't know. I, I try, I try to be, I, I, I want to imagine that as a parent, I'm really cool. You know, I guess every bear parent does, you know, <laughs> that I kind of, you know, I'm all right. Yeah. You know, i I work so that I can make money so that I can give my children opportunities and, you know, food and shelter and that kind of stuff. And, and then sometimes I catch myself giving them way too much. It's, I, I don't want to say advice, just like, it's like instruction, you know, you need or, and, to, oh, okay. to, yeah, don't leave <laughs> your cereal bowl on the arm of a couch. What the hell is wrong with you? you know, that kind of stuff. And <laughs> it doesn't work. They leave their cereal bowl on the, you know, I got, I got one that's staying with me now and she, um, she gets, she gets some kind of food out on a plate and then she goes and sits on the couch cause it's right near the, right near the kitchen. And then she goes and gets a bottle of hot sauce and walks over to the couch with this plate of food and a bottle of hot sauce. And I'm like, freeze. We do not pour hot sauce on plates on the couch. That's not the color of hot sauce. And she looks at me initially with fuck you. And then it's like, oh, you're right. And then it's like, I don't want to give that to you. And so now I'm going to put on a little, a little face as I go back over to the counter and do the hot oh. sauce like humans should do, you know, that kind of thing. Right. She and could have this, this daughter could have gone. Oh, I didn't even think of it, dad. You're right. But no, 
Yeah. And it's pro- and that's probably because for their whole lives, I've been doing that kind of stuff. Stop yeah. doing this. Don't do that. Why, what are you doing? Well, you know, and, and if I was really cool, mm-hmm. I would have been like, well, let's, you know, let's see what happens. Oh, you got a little hot sauce spot on the couch. What are you going to do about that? You're just going to leave it there. Okay. That's, that's cool. Hmm. You know, you know, when your kids, when your kids are away and they come back and they revert to the, their nine-year-old selves again, you know, mm-hmm. you know, if they're out in the world doing their own thing, they can make phone calls. They can like get a doctor's appointment. They can, you know, handle a insurance claim, whatever, whatever it is. When they come home, it's like, I'm not really sure how food works. <laughs> Yeah. What is this big machine in the kitchen? I don't mm. understand what it does. It come fire comes out of it sometimes, but I yeah. don't know how. Wait, we don't leave the refrigerator door open. What the hell kind of land do we live in? You know that kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I guess that's. I mean, okay. So is that okay? Is that a parenthood thing, or is that just an adult thing? You know what I mean? I mean, you're telling. Would you? Okay, John. They, I, they, they, I think they're intertwined. Yeah. yeah, John. I come over to your house, right? Mm-hmm. I grab mm-hmm. a plate of food, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, oh, and I go sit on the couch. Mm-hmm. I'm going, oh, shit, I need some hot sauce, right? So I go over and get the hot sauce. Are you going to tell me the same thing? No. Yeah, right. no, I, no, I totally, I totally am. I'd be like, hey, <laughs> are you going to splash that hey. hot sauce on the couch? Why the hell don't you do it on the counter? That's where the, that's where the hot sauce is. What, hey, what's, what's happening here? Hey, if I wanted don't... you to do hot sauce, I'd keep a container of it on the coffee table i'd have got, would you, I got coasters would you do, there for a reason you fucker what would you do if i came to your house and did that huh, huh? yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna <laughs> yeah all I, right no, that's, so that's again, my thing that's the reason that's the whole reason i'm on this podcast because i got advice exactly don't do, don't do hot sauce on a white couch to the clean world. up before people come over um you know whatever the topic i've got advice it's not always right, but I'm going <laughs> to give it to him. Anybody. But I, uh, what, Danny? No, I was just going to say, but flash forward from now, guys, right? Okay. Our children, they, with their children, what the hell do you think they're going to tell their kid when they bring that plate and hot sauce over there? They're going to say the same damn thing you I did. hope they do. I hope that I, at least I've passed along couch stain wisdom <laughs> over all these years you know if you if you don't want to do that then buy a couch that's made out of something hot sauce doesn't stick to and just pour cereal all over yourself on the couch while you're watching tv and, you know just get just get the right couch get one of those get one of those hard plastic ones that stays outside you know you just scrape food off of it or you leave the plastic on like a grandma yeah the couch or plastic Ita- or the italians um <laughs> I have, I have only, I've only <laughs> been on a couch like that maybe once in my life. Yeah. I mean, it is a great idea, but it's it kind of actually, but it kind of like, it like implies, is there somebody coming over that you would take the plastic off for? Like if the queen showed up, would you right. unzip all that plastic and then it's a regular couch and that's, that's what you're waiting for. Or do you love that pattern of a couch so much? You want everybody to be able to see it in all of its glory, even when their ass sticks to the pillow when they stand up. Well, this takes me back to the wet fart conversation. Mm. Well, yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking the only thing I know, the only good thing about a couch or a piece of furniture covered in plastic is when you fart on that, the tonage you get, that kind of resonance that, you know, that is just amazing. It's like being in a cathedral, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, it's like, you know, it's like the, you know, bad company recorded in some castle yeah. and the sound was amazing. You know, that's you, you get, on that. <laughs> you get more bottom end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, it's like a sound. You can't repeat, you know, you can't reproduce that. You know, you got to get it, that on tape, get that out on top 40 radio. Aye, aye. I would like to sit naked on a couch and just see what happened in life. Yeah. Just first fatherly wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> Like what's your dad doing? Well, he's sitting on the couch, but he's not wearing anything. That that cover, that throw blanket is is just a it's just to throw you off the trail. See, and you like think, sit there and watch TV for a while, and you stand up, and the and the couch cushion comes with you because your ass is melted to it. <laughs> you know, you know, John. That brings up you know what we're saying about like you know 
dispersing wisdom and all that. You know what? It's different. I've noticed when we were younger, whether it was, you know, whatever parent or, un- or, or, or uncle or whatever, whoever, when they were telling you something or you were doing something, right? You didn't dare doubt what they were saying and you wanted their help. You wanted their assistance. You wanted that advice, right? I did at least because, you know, especially when you've done something a thousand times, like not take the cereal bowl or the hot sauce over. Now, everything seems like a challenge, but it seems like maybe because for some reason, as a father or parent, we've given our children the the permission to, hey, you get to you get to have a say in this. You get to have a perspective. You know, you get to have this where I don't think I had that. I mean, you know what? If. I wasn't one that was wanted to do something. It wasn't like they didn't tell me, you know, I, I didn't challenge them saying, listen, you're going to drill something. Don't do, you know, don't hold it in your hand, put it on a device or whatever. Cause if not, you're going to slip and you're going to do, you know, I was like, Oh yeah, I better, I better learn, you know, or I better do what you say. Now it's like, no, nah, I don't have to do that. I want to do it my way. All right. I don't understand this whole, you know, I know exactly where that comes from. <clears throat> Ass <laughs> weapons. What? Yes. Yeah. Getting your ass whipped. So my cousin has a, a bunch of kids and he corporal punished them as little as little little dudes. Like when they didn't do what they said, they got a spanking, you know, a good one. And now they are children that are like, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. And he tells them to do stuff and they do it because they're a little bit scared. And they they want things they you know, you can kind of see in their Instagram that there's you know, some desire to, to launch out of whatever, but you know, all you think of they're them, damaged. No, they're not irreparably, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's what, it's what Danny was talking about. It's there's, you know, our kids, you're like, I want you to do this. Their first thing would be why, you know, even at this age, right. Why don't, why do I have to do that? You know? Yeah. But if you got your ass whipped and you said, I want you to do this, they're like, okay, and they might, yeah. you know, they might have something going on inside as they're doing it, but they have learned that I have a chore. If I don't do my chore, I get my ass whipped. Now they're mm-hmm. not getting their ass whipped anymore, but it, you know, between zero and five, they got enough spankings to spank that out of them. So that's just not there. It's like a, yeah. it's, you know, it's like a stallion versus a, you know, trail horse. You know, one's just waiting for death to claim it. The other one's, you know, got got some opportunities in life. You know, which one was whipped? The trail horse. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, stallion is like, you know, those are the kind of where they were gelded. That's that's even worse than getting. (laughs) That's even worse than getting whipped. Yeah, but I mean, if you're if you want to if you want a race horse or a war horse or something like that, you want a crazy fiery horse. And if you're just on a farm doing whatever, you kind of want a horse that does what you say. And if you want your kid to succeed in life, what kind of, what kind of horse do you want? You know, it's funny. You mentioned it would that be the, it would, hell if one, it would, it would, it's not the, it's not the whipping one. I don't think Maybe it is. I, my, well, no, what if I, it is? I, no, it what could be. Is? I think, I think could there be? are, there are cultures where the moms, you know, maybe and dads have, you know, demands of their children. You will study, you will get A's, you will do this, you know, but yeah. you will play the violin. There is no, there's no room for art and dance and Pokemon in your life, you will, you know, and we see, you will succeed. Well, yeah. And we see that as success. Here's a kid that has a job that does whatever. And his business card says, you know, that kind of stuff, ta-da, but we don't know, you know, that kid always wanted to be a drag queen and contemplate suicide every afternoon at four. You know, we don't, we don't know what's going on there. We just see, wow, look at that. That kid succeeded. Yeah, because we're we measure success by whatever our parents told us success meant. You know, do you have money in the right car and house and job and because that's what we were told membership. Yeah, and and, and just, that was all that was all bullshit, wasn't it? And so, yeah, if you beat your kid into submission and then tell them this is what they have to do and they do it, and then it isn't until their midlife crisis kicks in and they say, "Shit, I I didn't want any of this." I wanted to be a shrimp boat captain, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. I married, mm-hmm. I married this person you told me to marry, and I'm not happy about that. I'm doing this job that you made me do, and I'm not happy about that. So I don't want that for my kids, but I also want my kids to know you don't do hot sauce on the couch. 
I think too that that's that, not too much to ask. No, it's not. And you know, I, it's funny you you know you bring this up because I remember not too many years ago I had a conversation with my mom, who obviously you guys know is the dominant parent in my life. Um, swears up and down that she was very hard on me. You know, gave you way too many whippings. You know, and I I really you know I regret doing that. Now. I don't remember too many weapons because again, you know, you get a decent weapon that tends to stick with you for a while, especially yeah, but you, you don't have any memories before three and a half, four years old. And that's, that's when I think you get your majority of your weapons. Really? Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. You know, get your hands off that smack. Stop doing that smack. I told you not to smack, 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 you know, but then you forget it, but that you've got the programming is, is still in there. Right. Yes, I got, but- I got beat. So I know I have to, you know, maybe maybe the reason you listen to those people and didn't drill into your own hand is like you're like, oh, I should I should listen to this person and and take this advice. It was because your mom popped you really good. And you're like, but I, isn't I, it need fu- to, I need to avoid that at all costs. Yeah. But isn't it funny, though? Here we are 50, 60 years later and my mom has a reflective moment going, ah, I wish I was way too hard on you. And like in, and, and meanwhile, we're sitting there and I'm sitting there going, what? I, I don't remember, you know what? So maybe he's been waiting you, for this moment all this time. He's totally forgotten. Now I'm going to apologize for it. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, maybe I wasn't more aggressive in my life I, or I didn't take as many chances earlier on, you know, in my adulthood, because subconsciously I was still being repressed for getting my whipping at one and a half, you know, yep. for bringing the hot sauce to the couch. Oh yes. That's, that's so, exactly. So then it again, is. it was at a successful parenting moment you know maybe my mom kept me from being this creative person or being this you know this you know confident entrepreneur you know but i was like well, oh, see I there wanna... but there you go there you go saying what success is you know i would say well you are a creative person you you're an actor you went to new york you know and your your mom put money in the freezer to pay for your <laughs> casket to come back i mean there's a there's a story there well yeah but again <laughs> let you do I not been beaten at three or two, right? Or yeah, you might you might have run away to do that at seventeen, or I might have lived on the streets. I, exactly, or I might have been even more free to do it. Yes, I was I was encouraged to do that, but yet I still had this apprehension because of what mm, yeah. you know. These are the these are the crazy questions or, or things and thoughts that go through my mind as a parent, especially now when I reflect back at my, you know at what I was doing at my kids' age now. You know, well, did I set them up for success? Did I, or did I, forgetting about success, did I set them up for good choices, smart choices? I think it's confidence, right? I mean, we don't know, we don't know what a good choice is. I mean, is a good choice to go to this school or that school or get this job or that job or buy an electric car versus a cheaper internal combustion engine. But did we do things to our children that gave them more self-confidence or less self-confidence or did we have any effect on confidence it could be we think we oh yes i gave my child a lot of self-confidence or i screwed up their self-confidence when maybe when it it was the phone that did it all (laughs) well now yes you're not that far off i don't think no that's right i mean like if if you go back to pre-cell phone kids and you know our kids were you know, what middle school when they started getting cell phones and, yeah, you know, seeing what other people were doing and what they weren't doing. And then that translated into, you know, kind of low key bullying and then all that, know, all that shit. Right. Yeah. It was I mean, the internet too. Yeah. The internet. And, and we're know. like, I guess you need a phone because yeah, something bad could happen. And we should have said, you get a phone on the day you graduate high school, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We should have said, you know, yeah, it's your responsibility to let me know what your needs are and figure it out when you're in 10th grade, everybody can call their parents. You got to make sure you're at the place. I'm going to pick you up, but you know, after school, don't, don't worry about calling me or, you know, texting me with that. You know, that's, isn't it crazy. Isn't it crazy that we took our kids and picked them up from school after some certain age. I mean, shit, we, we all live two, three blocks from the high school. Why yeah. would we ever turn on a car to do that fear for me it was fear i I just i pictured that white van pulling up and the kidnapping happening you actually live at a 
at a street light crossing for the one road <laughs> to get to high school. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you just go that's why, to, like into I, the block. That's, that's why, crosswalk. I mean, if I was to give myself a score for parenting, because I can look back on it now. Yeah. I think at the most, I give myself a six out of 10. Because that's, that's the number I was thinking. I, I would for me or <laughs> no for, for myself. You you're four. No, I was thinking, yeah. I was thinking for me. I was thinking six. Yeah. But what's the lowest like, you can go? Like if I if I could go number. back and God, I wish I could. I but I but I'm not an experienced parent. And it ain't easy being a parent. But no. but I would have been less of a hard ass, I think. I bet like I was always on my kid, like like saying things like, well, make sure you do you have that essay to write. And she and she knows and 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 you know you shouldn't be sitting here watching tv you should be writing that essay she did it anyway it's like i i was taking away her own instincts yeah i know and i was like eating at her instincts of of uh organizing her time which she was perfectly fine about doing yeah yeah she she was good at it or whatever and and yet i felt compelled to oh i gotta be on this because you're a parent and I, I regret that now. I, I, yeah. There was no need, no well, need and for there's, me to be like that. And there's something to we were we were programmed as parents for you need to get into the gate program so that Hold you on, can yeah. get into better classes, so that you can get AP classes, so that you can score good on the SAT, so that you can go to you know. And my kid was like, you know, you get do all these things you know, go, go to a good school, go to get a good job so you can get a better grave site, you know, that kind of thing. And <laughs> it's all, uh, yeah. And it's all bullshit and, you know, college and jobs and work and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And it's like, we probably should have said, Hey, you, you having fun, you know, or, right. Are you, are, are you, you healthy happy? And happy? Yeah. Yeah. Are you healthy and happy? Right. Yeah. What's, do you want to do, do you want to do something fun? You know, do you want to uh, take a gap year and go to Europe and just travel around or do? But we can't, we we don't do that generally as parents. I thought if if you're on your fifth kid, yeah, but yeah, but but so much of of the decisions I find in in parenting is just is is based out of fear. Mm. And you know, because it's always hammered, it was always hammered down my throat. Like you get one chance when you have a child, man. And if you screw that up, and it was like, I was so scared of that. But what happened to the fear about walking to school? Because when I think about your, your childhood, yeah. I would imagine that your parents didn't drive you everywhere. And God, that no. you kind of were out on your own and did, did things you wanted to do and maybe weren't worried about getting kidnapped. Where did that, where did that come I when don't know. From? Yeah. When did, when did it change? Like, when was that, what was that one time day, whatever, either just in our own lives, you know, discovery as being parents or when did also, it also, when did it become so competitive to be a parent to, you know, I don't no, ever, well, again, we, it, we were supposed to do this, this, and this, so our kids could be successful. And we're sitting there going, all three of us have had our degrees of success, whatever you, you know, I mean, again, I think we're all successful, you know, we're, you know, whatever. It's an but, associate's degree in success going. Yeah. You know, but so when did it become, when did we all jump on this competitiveness of, well, I think we, you know, you better take those AP classes and you better it's get fear. in this. Yeah, it's but all, when, it's what, all fear. But it's, when did yeah, it change? When did it happen? That's what I want to know. did it? Well, I don't you know, remember when I, when watch, I was when I was in high school, it was the same thing. My parents drove me to get good grades. And I, you know, I was threatened with military school when I was in 10th grade because I had shitty grades. And they're like, oh, you know, you you really need a you need a turnaround, boy. And so we went. Let on me t- ask you, that, but when you were that child, were you the exception amongst other kids? Were you or, or was that pretty common? Like people were getting shitty grades or whatever. Look, I went to I went to high school in the middle of nowhere. So there were kids that had, you know, this this fallacy of I'm going to go to Harvard. No, you're not going to go to Harvard because we're going to this fucking public school in in a town with a NASCAR track. You know, good yeah. good luck. Yeah. And then there's 
kids that are like, I have really learned the art of smoking in the smoker's hallway. And my, <laughs> my dark tinted glasses are the fucking bomb, you know, yeah. and, and other ones that are like, well, I'm 16 and a dad. I mean, it, it was the whole spectrum and people that, that just barely graduated school or dropped out of high school or whatever, they are, they're doing fine in, you know, in a trade right now, you know, and, and what happened? Yeah. What I happened? mean, what, what, like Danny says, where did parenting turn into this, this uh, get it right, or you'll be sorry the rest of your life thing? You know, what, I think, I, I think it must've, I think it must've happened about, you know, in maybe in the late seventies, early eighties and you had started s- there. Yeah, you had some kind of, um, you know, you ought to, right? So, you know, there there are plenty of people in my parents' uh, generation that, you know, they didn't go to college or they, you know, they went to college, but it didn't really mean anything or whatever. And then, then there's something like, you know, you've got to, I remember somebody having the preppy handbook, you know, way back then, like you got to dress a certain way and be, be something and, you know, media and more television channels, cable TV, all that kind of stuff. You, you get, you know, you get this message that you ought to do things and uh, you know, the Mm. love of more, you know, make more money and you make more money by going and working as an investment banker. And, you know, uh, like there's, there's like a a desire for more things through money. And, you know, there was less, you know, we, we, you were, you were starting to see people say, you know, oh, you don't want to be a tradesman. You want to go to college and, you know, fill in the blank. And then that kind of led to you, well, you want to go to a good college. Well, here's a good college. Well, these colleges do this and that, and it's very competitive and you have to, you know, do all these things so that people think you're worthy of going to that school. And, and then that kind of changed. So, I mean, you know, maybe my parents were afraid of, well, I know, you know what? I know that my parents were afraid that I would grow up as a drug addict living under a bridge. Cause I heard that all the time, you know, you're, your yeah. dad, your dad is a doctor, so you're not going to be an achiever. And if you don't work hard, you're going to end up as a drug user living under a bridge. And um, wow. So I think I spent a lot of my time not being a drug user so that I wouldn't live under a bridge. Then the yeah. threats worked. The th- yeah, threats worked. I mean, I still haven't smoked pot. But OK, maybe, hold on. Maybe because a lifetime of that. Right. OK. Yeah. So, OK, maybe. All right. So yeah. I think. I got, OK, so now. OK, so your parents said. I don't want you to be a drug addict and live under a bridge. Why did they? No, no. My parents said, there's a really good chance that you will be a drug addict and live under a bridge. And why was that? Because I came, because I came from money. They did not come from money. So there was a, like my parents, my parents were successful. My dad was a doctor. He, he had, he had status and money and that kind of stuff. Okay. So so I was going to be a lazy, shiftless, no good, whatever, because all of the rich kids they knew when they were growing up were that. That's what I think. Yeah, but he wasn't. He wasn't in charge of those. He 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 could have said, "Hey, listen, you know, you got two choices here, right?" My dad is still surprised that I'm not living under a bridge regularly. <laughs> I'm almost fifty-seven years old. I have avoided the bridge for quite some time. I just find it fascinating that again, you know, we're sitting here going, "Where did this all come from?" From us? Well, obviously, that came from somewhere from him. Yep. Because, well, I knew these kids when I was growing up. Yeah, see, he's picking yeah. and choosing his examples. How yeah. come? Why is it that my parents, for instance, my parents were like, they used to preach, you got to, you go to go to college or you're going to be nothing. And if you have long hair, you will never get a job. They used to tell me this yeah. as a, yeah, when I was exactly. a young boy. You'll oh, yeah. never get a job and life is over. Scared the shit out of me. And then I see my dad hiring guys that have a bit of long hair. I'm like, oh, what happened? You know, yeah, exactly. Now, but they pick and choose their examples. My parents would never say, look at those Beatles or the Rolling Stones. So you yeah. see how hard they worked and they had expressed things in their heart and look at them. You yeah. should do that. Never would I would be. Was that an example? Well, because that's yeah. they didn't know those people. It was always well, you, you got to be in, in medicine or something. Yeah. Well, they, they knew doctors. Well, yeah. no, but but also like those those jobs, like I'm, I want to be a, a rock and roll performer. That was yeah. just, that's just a ticket to, to sorrow and destitution. There's no, they have no thought that, 
you would actually be great at that. You would really, you would own the stage. Right. And I bet you would get a record contract and you'd be the next meatloaf, you know, something like that. It was, <laughs> you know, you, if you go try to go be in a band, um, you're going to be destitute and drug user living under a bridge. That's what it was. I got to give it up though, for my parents in this way, after all those years of saying, well, no, you got to go to college and do you know, all, you know, the checking boxes. When I said I wanted to be an actor when I was 17, yeah, their their faces kind of I think they were kind of like, oh dear. But but they then they were like, Well, we'll be a hundred percent behind you, man. Just then go for it. Try. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, that's like Danny's mom. You know, I'm I'm thinking yeah. she didn't want you to go to New York. Oh, probably not. No. No. Yeah. But yeah, but she but, yeah. but she let you. No, yeah. no. She not only let me, she encouraged. She encouraged. Me. Yeah. You know, which goes against her, which, you know, which probably went against her parenting instinct, you know, which led to the 10, you know, the $10,000 in the, you know, in the, in the freezer, you know, again, fear, fear, I, I, you know, and that's the practical part of it. I mean, that's, that's the other thing is like, and, you know, and she, you know, you tell you this, go to New York, you got to follow your dream. You'll be unhappy if you don't, by the way, I got 10 grand in the freezer. So when you die, I'll be able to bring your body back. So you don't have to worry about that. Right. It's like, what? You know, those are the crazy things, you, you know, that you, you, you parents do. But I just I don't remember when it, it all started where I started saying, you know, that, well, you got to do this. You got to be successful. You got to do your homework. And, and that and I don't think I was as, as I don't think I was as 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 aggressive on that as, as my wife was. But because I wasn't right. You know, the word homework never came out of my mom's mouth the entire time, especially in high school. Never came out. Lucky duck. Never came out of her mouth. Never even, you know, even when I got my grades, you know, you know, I'd show them to her or not. You know, she said, oh, Oh, shit, I was constantly punished for poor performance. And really, you know, yeah, if we had a like you're talking about your daughter, you have an essay to write. Yeah. So instead of just maybe a little passive aggressive, shouldn't you be working on that essay instead of watching uh, Bo Burnham yeah. with me? You know, that kind of thing. It's, uh, boy, you're going to stay in your room all weekend. That's too harsh. Until yeah. you write an essay that is good enough. You know, I have my typewriter doing that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I had to study. And I had to sit there at my at my little desk and study and do all that kind of stuff. There was no, you know, the, you know, looking looking back at my high school years, I wasn't really allowed to go to parties. And really, you know, yeah, I mean, I could, you know, even when. So were you just as hard on your kids? I think I had and- expectations for my kids, but I I learned when my oldest one was in about a second grade. I learned that I don't really have much control over this and it's going to be better for all of us if she owns it so i can help you know i you know you want to you want to get a little calculus booster you know i'll pay for a you know go down to mathnasium and and do that kind of thing but you know since second third grade i'm like yeah you you have to own your homework right and you know we, we were arguing about them when she was in seventh grade you know she had a she had that math teacher that had the really annoying voice. And so she wanted to punish that math teacher by not doing math homework. And they had just, they had just come up with that damn portal. Remember you could go into the portal and see. Oh, that thing. Yeah. Yeah. The worst invention ever. Portal to hell is what it's called. You have four missing homework assignments. Oh God. In the past two weeks. Anxiety from thinking about this. What the hell? Yeah. And so that's about all I think that i i would do you know just say what's going on and she got she would get so mad at me i remember she got an award in the seventh grade or something for whatever it was i don't remember i probably have it over here somewhere but she Hmm. did not want my wife and i to go to that awards ceremony and we and we just because we were just so awful and embarrassing to her and you know all that kind of stuff so we of course we went and you know I've got the picture of her getting the award and she's doing a smile. That's like, I'm smiling, but I'm really angry at those two people right over there. You know, you can, you can see that. Well, so for what I, it's worth. Yeah. We're going. Yeah. No, but I mean, she, she did all the, 
she did all the right things. Um, I, I like to think that now she's finally figuring out what she loves and, you know, she's almost 25 and kind of ready to, you know, do her own thing and all that stuff. And so I'm, I'm, I'm proud of her and what she's done. And I, you know, like your mom, Danny, I think, well, shit, I should have, I should have done things better or differently or whatever, but Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, uh, I'm not perfect. And I, like I said, I got a hell of a lot of advice that has to come out. So I'll give you this, John, though, I got to tell you, um, what you did something right. If, if we do have the influence, we think we have, because your kids turned out great. You know, yeah, I'm really, great. I'm really, I'm really proud of, of both of them and what they, yeah. what they do and what they're able to accomplish. I get a little frustrated when they're like, huh, I don't want to call and do that. Will you call for me? Like, no, this is a lot. This is the last lesson. You know, this is a telephone. This is yeah. how you use it. And yeah. the people on the other end, they're kind of paid to talk to you. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's their job. Yeah. It's not an, it's not an intrusion. That's why they have it. Yeah. You know? They can, they can choose to not answer it, but yeah. And it's not like call old man so-and-so and ask for your, you know, will he give you your baseball back in his backyard? It's like call the doctor's office and make an appointment. Yeah. What's the, what's the terror there? It's funny because I, I wonder, you know, I watch the kids now and I, I try to step out, you know, and not be that. And it's funny to see, you know, what they're thinking. You know, are they have they learned anything, you know, on their own or from us? Are they? Oh, yeah, they've they've learned a ton of stuff. Your kids, your kids know a bunch of things. They're keeping secrets from you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks. That makes me feel so much better. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Well, (laughs) yeah. No, I mean, they're not they're not bad secrets, but it's like, you know. Yeah. They're totally capable of doing all these things. But then if they can manipulate you into doing them. Yeah. Great. Yes, that's their job. Now is now is to manipulate me like I manipulated them. Mm-hmm, I see. Mm-hmm. That's that's uh, really what you taught them. Exactly. Well, don't I feel proud? Yeah. Well, I just went up from a six to an eight because of that. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, but look, you, you know, you've your your kids are blossoming in their own way, right? There, I mean, yeah, we've all got kids that are just you know right on the edge of. You know, they're over 21. So, I mean, of course they're, they're adults, but there's, you know, there's something you get in your, in your twenties where you're kind of, you know, you kind of flown the coop doing your own thing. So it's, it's funny. My mom, uh, she goes, uh, you know, her, she had two jobs as a parent by the time I was 18, one, make sure I graduated high school. Okay. That's different than getting, you know, that essay turned in, just mm-hmm. graduate high school yeah, and not be dead. That was the other thing. I'm, my job is to keep you alive until you're 18 right? Hopefully mm. help you not get yourself killed or do something stupid, right? And graduate high school. And I'm like, that's a pretty low bar. <laughs> I think, I, you know, that's a, you know what? I should have tried that with my kids. Listen, here's what I'm going to teach you. Graduate high school, right? Now, and now you're 18. I packed all your stuff into this little uh, now what are you gonna do? red polka dot bag and put it on the end of a stick. <laughs> <laughs> the, the train just comes right over there. Yeah, there's the track. And let me let me sew a patch on your jeans there. Yeah, sorry to make make you look road road worthy. You know, there's some fellas down by the track. They, they might be able to help you out too, guide you. They look they look like they know what they're doing. Yeah, they you know? they know how to get a can of beans. <laughs> yeah, maybe that maybe setting the bar that low is what we should have all done. You know, I don't know. It, but you you know what though, I know a lot of people did set that bar that low, and you know what, their kids are drug addicts sleeping under a bridge. So there's that fear that comes in, you know, some, you know, people like that. Sure. They just didn't, you know, they really, yeah, their kids, their kids are are drug addicts. Well, yeah, you know, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't, I don't know of any personally. I don't, I know, I know there are, but I don't personally know. I mean, I'm not close friends with them, but I know. I did know one. No, I forgot. Sorry. Yeah. And we, and the girl survived. She's, she's fine. But she was off the map with meth. Yeah, they lost her basically. Yeah. By the way, there's us also kids that were, you will get in the AP classes, you will get straight A's, you will do this, and they also too are messed up, right? Yeah. You know. So it, you know, I mean, again, one, which one caused the other? You know, like you said, Kelly, at the beginning, maybe, maybe we think we're we're such big influencers, and maybe this, you know, these kids did, they were going to do what they were going to do anyway, regardless of. That's something you can never know. Yeah. yeah. I know, so. I just don't want to feel guilty about 
their unhappiness or their unfulfillment. Well, that's what I worry about. I, I worry about, and I've talked to my daughter about it. My wife and I have talked about it. And we, like, we'll say, if, boy, if we were too hard on you or said things that, that mess you up, and so she says, no, no. And I'll say, well, what about that time when I said, she goes, I don't even really remember that. What are you talking, you know? Ah, so I don't, I, mean, I kind of think, we, I, I flatter myself thinking I have more influence on on my kid than I do, <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, but it doesn't hurt. It doesn't change the fact that you think you you take on that guilt. Oh, I know. Yeah. That's the thing is you you think, you know, I have a lot of influence, but when they're when they're really successful or when they do something really good, do you do you think oh, I did a good job there? <laughs> mm, yeah. Ah, well, I was yeah, right. That's all interesting. The, I don't. I don't. All the no, all the good if, all the good things I think that I had. You know. Oh yeah. She she's doing great, and I. You know, I played a part in that. I played a little part of that. And when she does something wrong, I say, well, that's totally because of me. Yeah. I'm the opposite. I go, well, if you did something really great, that's because of me. If you did something that's kind of sh shitty, well, that's, you know, the wife did that. You know, that was on her watch. <laughs> that was on her watch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, wait till I get another one. Then she'll yeah. be better. <laughs> exactly. Your new stepmom will treat exactly. you differently because you're the same age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they know a lot about parenting. Uh, you know, because they're closer to your kid's age. I don't know. Well, that's interesting. You know, I'll have to bring this up at Father's Day, you know, and see what my kids say. I'm, you know, I'm going to ask them that. I'm going to ask them tomorrow on Father's Day. I'm going to go, um, I need you both separately to, uh, I need, I need to be rated as a father. I need, I need a, you know, and I need some details here. I don't know, you know, well, you were a six dad. No, no, no. I want, I want it all. I want that comprehensive report card. Yeah. Yeah, and they'll say, uh, can you grab me five pieces of paper out of the printer, Dad? I got to write this stuff down. <laughs> no, they'll turn to me and go, on, uh, Dad, I can't right now. I've got to make notes for my therapist. <laughs> you know? John, I think the, this episode title could be Gwyneth Paltrow, Father's Day and Wet Farts. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, know, or, you know, or the smell of Gwyneth, you know, vagina, vagina candles and parenting. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Well, if we're still doing this podcast a year from now, I want to I want to do a a follow up on on the Father's Day and like, how did we do this year? Did we did we? We need, you know, we need to create a survey for our children. I mean, it's, it's oh not yes, that, yeah. You don't want to say like, oh, you know, how did I do? You want the like the one to ten those little dots you fill out, and you just have some key <laughs> sentences. How did I do with? you know, giving you your own, uh, sense of, uh, self autonomy. How, you know, do you, do you feel confident my in your heartbroken life choices? <laughs> Is your dad better than your mom? You know, which one is cooler. Yeah. You know, do you but, wish we were richer? Yeah. <laughs> They're all going to say yes. Yes. What is the all... one, what is the one thing we could, I could no. it's father's day. What is the one thing I could have done differently? What is the one thing I can wow. do differently, you know? And what's the one thing I did great and you don't ever mess with that. Don't ever change with that. That's the other thing. Oh, yeah, that's what we need. Yeah, I didn't think about it. It's a Father's Day thing, so it needs to have a little, like the end of it should be positive. What's something great I did? Yeah. What's, your, what's your favorite memory of me? And then, then all the stuff at the top doesn't make you, you can dry your tears at the end. You know, that kind of there thing. you go. I often lost my filter of like things I would say that I think are funny. I can say around you guys. And sometimes I would just say it in the house and I would go, Oh my God, you can't say that. You know, you can't make a joke like that. No, you can't, you can't make a joke like that. She's four. <laughs> no, or even if she's, she was like 12 or something there's there. And I, and, and I would go, Oh shit. I got so many of those that I wish I, <laughs> But, but I thought you, I could but, say that I wouldn't. But yes, were but you thinking she wasn't hearing that all day, every day from, from worse from Ian in the fifth grade? No, I wasn't <laughs> thinking that. I would, I would, no, because yeah. because sometimes I'd get a dad. So mm -hmm. I go, oh, but she shit. did, but she didn't do that. She didn't do that in the seventh grade when some boy said the same thing or whipped his wiener out in class or whatever it was. She was just like, ugh. ugh. Yeah, no, I was just I, like no, my I, dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh God. 
that's not a good thing. That's not a good one. You know, you know, um, oh, that'll be boy. on the questionnaire. Was it inappropriate when I whipped my wiener out? Yes. <laughs> Oh geez, that's a that's a biology lesson right there. When exactly. I when I walk around the house with absolutely nothing on, <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of things on there. There you go. That gives you that gives you that gives you a barometer to to think about for the rest of your life. Oh my god! <laughs> I told you I I I, I uh, zoomed with my two buddies up in Canada yesterday, mm-hmm. and and uh, my friend uh, said, "Get this." This, this actually happened. He saw it happen. It was going to be one of those big business meetings, like a hundred people on the zoom, right. Mm-hmm. Or, or the Microsoft team thing. <laughs> this is like a Jeffrey Tubin thing. One of the guys was at home. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and he was, uh, he, he got his timing a bit wrong or something, or he didn't know his phone was on. And <laughs> <laughs> stupid guy. He's, it's coming up to the time of the meeting and he throws his phone. He just gets out of the shower and he's running a little behind. He gets out of the shower and throws his phone on the, on the bed, forgetting that he had already kind of logged in. Right. Okay. Yeah. And he's standing over the phone naked. The phone is facing up towards the ceiling. He's standing over the phone, toweling his hair. So his, his wiener's like shaking in the wind and stuff. <laughs> and this is what people see. Right. And my friend's That's like, totally oh my intentional. God. They're all going, <laughs> What is that? Oh my God. Right. My, my buddy's going, dude, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit. You can see this thing. It'd be like this, right? <laughs> <laughs> just the, just the knob. Yeah. That would, that would be, that's probably on the wall of Microsoft teams, uh, headquarters, like best, right. best, <laughs> best thing we watched this week. When you re so it's swinging like this, and then when you really start scrubbing your hair, it goes, <laughs> and then you get creative, like, <laughs> man, that guy had a bad day. But if you're in Australia, it goes the other way, you know, because it's, or <laughs> <laughs> well, they look at that guy and they go, Well, he's not Jewish, yeah, or, or yeah. You know, well, he's not from around here. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All right. That's, I think that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Yeah, yeah. That's a rip. All yeah. right. All right. Well, I rated, I rated all of you and I rated myself. You know, right. I, well, yeah. Send us, uh, send us our ratings. Yeah. 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 I think we did pretty good. Nothing to edit out today. Jeez. Uh, yeah. yeah I'm going to tell my uh, wife, I'm going to say, you know, uh, what did you guys talk about on your breakfast? Because we kind of come to the conclusion we were probably better parents than you. Um, <laughs> And, um, and what are they talking day, about right that, now? I yeah, want exactly. that $75 candle. They're probably talking about that candle too. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm ordering that candle for my wife just to say, you know, just to see, you know, I, I got an idea. Here's what you do. You just go get a candle. And then uh-huh. you just make a label for it. Forget the 75 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go Go down to Marshall's, get an $8 candle. You know, melt the label off of it, and then uh, you, you got to get a candle that this really smells leaks. like my penis. <laughs> and you no, you and have her uh, <laughs> have her friends put it on her desk at work. Give it as gifts. <laughs> Why do you guys always want to gather in my office for the meeting? <laughs> we don't know. It's oh, that's a great idea. What if you just get that candle or, or do the label and whatever and just put it out and just leave it out when people come over, like you said, John, and mm-hmm. just turn, like and and just see if anybody goes, oh, it smells nice in here. Really nice. You know, and they just see if anybody notices what the label says. OK, that's it. I'm ordering this damn candle. I am, too. Okay. It's seventy five dollars. Oh, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, we're never mind. That and a can of Sir Strawman. I'm no. set for the summer. Yeah, no. Uh, I'm not okay, spending I, oh, you know what bucks. just yeah. wait let me let me give you a sir stroming update that's a great thing just before oh, we wrap so sir stroming is that can of fermented fish that you know when you open it makes everybody in the room vomit so i wore my sir stroming shirt to a little art show the other day that my wife's art group was having and the lady who was you know featured and we were, we were at her her thing she's swedish and and her husband said did you wear that shirt just for so and so and i'm like 
Yes, I did. Of course I didn't. It was just on top. And <laughs> so I went in there and I'm like, Hey, I wore this shirt for you. Cause I'm that kind of opportunistic bastard. And she's like, Oh, do you like <laughs> Sir Stroming? And I'm like, no, you know, I've never had it, but I love watching the videos where the guys open the can and then everyone throws up because of the smell. And she said, well, you're not supposed to do that. What you do is you submerge the can in a bucket of water and then you open it. So all the gas kind of percolates into the water and it doesn't, you know, cause it is stays pretty, in it's pretty foul. And then you rinse off the fish before you put it on a cracker and eat it. So it doesn't have any of that potent, awful, whatever. It's just a, a fermented little piece of herring. And I'm like, well, shit, they should give people that advice on the can. Yeah. Cause these tough guys in Texas are, you know, trying to put a slimy, piece of shit fish yeah. on a chip and eat it no wonder they're vomiting so there's my sir stroming update i i don't trust that that the water bucket is going to do it because when yeah. i fart in the tub i smell it <laughs> yeah but that's but i don't think it's just gas that's in the can i think it's gas and and sh you know shitty fish juice so it's gonna you're gonna get some smell but right. it's gonna be a like a like a film on the top of the water yeah yeah Foamy then you throw brown. yeah then dispose of the bucket Whatever you do, do not open it in submerging in a can of gasoline. You will blow up your city. You <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Boom. Fire were these Swedish people amused by by you, or, or were they like stupid Americans don't know how to eat whether it? Whether I'm wearing yeah, that he's shirt an or asshole. not, the, the Swedish people are amused by me. <laughs> All people are amused by my lack of <laughs> social skills. But uh, no, it's, you know, it's, it's Sir Stroming, come on. Uh, actually, right. pronounced Sir Stroming. Not Sir Stroming. Oh, oh, I didn't know that. Uh, there you go. I got, I got a lot of tips. All, All right. right. I got to roll. Educational. Fellas. All righty. Take care, man. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. See you, everybody. Happy Bye. Father's Day. Yeah. You're happy in the morning, but now you're feeling blue. Come on and set your arse down and have yourself a brew. You walked here from Calarney, and now you know it's true. You'll suck the cock of an Irishman before the night is through. <laughs>